This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Big week ahead for college football fans. Good morning. It is Monday, January 31st, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Of course, National Signing Day is just two days away. There are three uncommitted five-star prospects who will announce their decision on Wednesday. And get this, all three of them are doing that on CBS Sports HQ. We'll have more information for you on that a little bit later in the day on 247sports.com. So that's very, very exciting. We've also got some coaching news that's I would assume bound to happen this week with Josh McDaniels being hired by the Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL circles does that mean Bill O'Brien's taking the offensive coordinator job again in New England which would mean Alabama has an opening at offensive coordinator again probably so does Jim Harbaugh who has reportedly interviewed for the Minnesota Vikings head coaching job does he finally leave Michigan and would that news come out this week say maybe the day after signing day and then we've got the transfer portal, which is is starting to slow down a little bit as far as players entering the portal. But the drama and the intrigue is still at an all-time high. On Saturday, Jackson Dart committed to Ole Miss, the number three overall player in the 24-7 sports transfer rankings. We're still waiting on Caleb Williams as I sit here on Sunday night to do anything. A lot of smoke right now about Wisconsin. And the Badgers just hired Bobby Ingram, former NFL wide receiver, to be their offensive coordinator. The reason that's a big deal for Caleb Williams is he played high school football with Bobby Ingram's son, who is a member now of the Wisconsin Badgers football team. So we'll keep an eye on that. That would be uh, quite interesting in the Big Ten if one of the best quarterbacks in the country is playing college football in Madison, Wisconsin. But back to Ole Miss, back to Jackson Dart. That's what today's episode is all about. We will be talking to Brad Logan of Inside the Rebels, the 24-7 sports Ole Miss site, about Lane Kiffin's reload. Not a rebuild, a reload. Forget the fact that they lost their OC and their DC and their strength coach and all that other stuff. Forget the fact that they lost nearly 30 players in the NFL draft or the transfer portal. Ole Miss is bringing in a lot of talent. And in fact, Ole Miss right now is bringing in the number one transfer class in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. Jackson Dart, Zach Evans from TCU, a stellar running back. Michael Tragus, a great tight end from USC. Several more players and probably still a few more to go. Lane Kiffin actually on Saturday night tweeted out the 24-7 sports transfer rankings, or at least a screenshot of it, showing that the Rebels were number one. And then he tweeted out something else on Sunday, a sign on his office door saying he had gone portaling. So Lane Kiff is loving it. Fans in Oxford are loving it too. We'll take a quick break. And on the other side, Brad Logan will join us to talk about Ole Miss. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, Brad Logan joins us right now. Brad, I got to ask you this question to start. 2022, rebuild or reload for Ole Miss? This is a bit of a cop-out, Trey, but I think it's both. And anytime you lose a player of the caliber of Matt Corral at quarterback, running back, Snoop Connor, Jerion Ely, Henry Parrish, you would think it's going to be a massive rebuild. But when you can bring in a player like a five-star Zach Evans at running back, now we've learned Luke Altmaier, the quarterback that we saw in the Sugar Bowl for Ole Miss, will now be a sophomore from Starkville High School. Jackson Dart, the USC transfer quarterback from USC, along with Michael Trick Jr. at, uh, at tight end, you kind of believe this might be a little bit more than just a rebuild. I think it's a it's an interesting dynamic to where it's more of a reload for Ole Miss and this quarterback, uh, this running back, this tight end under head coach Lane Kiffin. So I think a lot of Ole Miss fans were, were a little concerned when we saw, we as the media saw so many people transfer out from the Ole Miss program. We thought, wow, this is going to be a program that's going to be brand new. It's going to have some major, major problems on offense. A couple of months later, or I guess in this case, a couple of weeks later, this is going to be an offense that I've already seen a lot of Ole Miss fans reaching out and saying they cannot wait to see what this team's going to look like this fall. Yeah, 28 players to the transfer portal or the NFL. Uh, OC Jeff Levy, he went to Oklahoma, defensive coordinator DJ Durkin at AM. The GM's gone, strength coach went to Oregon. I wonder if Lane Kiffin is the kind of guy who was saving tweets about people that the demise or that 2021 was a flash in the pan. Because I agree with you, Brad. I think uh, the number one transfer class as we sit here, things could change, of course, if, if USC makes a makes a big addition by Sunday night or Monday morning or whatever. But you got the number one transfer class. Lane Kiffin is a proven offensive genius. I just feel like he's uh, he's probably having a few laughs this morning. He could be. You know, he tweeted out a picture someone posted on his office at Ole Miss. It said, coaches out transfer portaling. And it was kind of a joke. And he's been pretty open on social media about what he's doing, kind of changing the game in, in regards to recruiting and, and the transfer portal and that sort of thing. I think you have to look at what's going out versus what's coming in. At the end of the day, if you're into stargazing, uh, for example, J.J. Pegues, a former player at Lafayette County High School, I'm sorry, Oxford High School in Lafayette County here in Mississippi, but Auburn transfers coming to Ole Miss. Uh, you just look at what Ole Miss has been able to do also on the defensive side of the ball. Linebacker Troy Brown uh, from Central Michigan is going to make an immediate impact on that Ole Miss defense. Aishim Young, a safety, could slip right in for a Jake Springer, that transfer out of Iowa State. Another big-time three-star prospect uh, via 247 Sports. Offensive line, Mason Brooks, a four-star product. I mean, it just goes on and on, and that's why Ole Miss is number one right now in the transfer portal, according to 247 Sports. And I think, uh, just from a coaching standpoint, you made a great point, Trey. You knew the offensive coordinator, Jeff Levy, was going to Oklahoma, going into the Sugar Bowl. You didn't really know what was going to happen with D.J. Durkin. He heads off uh, to Texas A&M, but Ole Miss doesn't miss a beat. It just uh, pretty much promotes Chris Partridge, the defensive line coach. We've seen how well uh, Chris is recruiting in the Northeast. Uh, Davis and Igbenosin, the talented player out of New Jersey, the number one player out of New Jersey, uh, committed and signed with Ole Miss. So Ole Miss has done a great job recruiting after the Sugar Bowl. A lot of angst with that fan base, but I think the Ole Miss fans are really excited going into the season just by just by how well 
Lane Kiffin has recruited the portal. Now, Trey, one thing I'd like to ask both you and anyone else in the industry is where are other programs going to be over the next couple of years with the transfer portal? We've seen how well Ole Miss, LSU, USC, Arkansas, we've seen how well they've they, they handled the portal. What's Ole Miss going to stack up in the next couple of years uh, with the portal kind of changing the game? That's a fair question. I've been working on this hypothesis that the portal has been the most popular tool for either new coaches or the young coaches who get it, uh, with the exception of, of Nick Saban, who is neither new nor old, but definitely gets it and knows how to, to, how to be tactical and, and go get exactly what he needs. But when you look at the top of the rankings, it's, it's USC and Lincoln Riley. It's Brian Kelly and LSU. Um, and I guess Sam Pittman at, at Arkansas would be an exception to that too, although he's still sort of new. Uh, but Lane Kiffin, he obviously knows what he's doing. And I, I, I have a hard time imagining, I was looking at it Sunday morning, USC, the Trojans, their recruiting class for 2022 is like in the 60s. But the portal class was, it's going to be top five. Um, they're not going to do that next year. They're going to have had time to recruit the state of California. They're going to have a top 10, probably top five recruiting class and, and be a lot more selective with the portal. What I think Ole Miss did is egregious in a good way of just absolutely, arguably maybe upgrading long-term. I, I, I'm being serious there. And I, I wrote this down while you, were, while you were speaking. So Jackson Dart's going to be a sophomore. He's the number three player in the transfer portal rankings, according to 24-7. If Matt Corral's, a, Matt Corral's going to be a first-round pick, it's going to depend on NFL teams jockeying and whatever, who needs a quarterback to see if he's top 20, top 15, top 10, whatever. I think Jackson Dart could probably eventually be a top five pick. That's why he's he's graded out where he is. Zach Evans, the only thing that's ever held Zach Evans back has been some off-the-field immaturity issues. He's not a bad kid. He's just a little bit immature. That was three years ago in high school. And and yeah, you know, people, people say that his time at TCU ended poorly, checked himself out of the out of, out of games and, and whatever, but he's extremely talented. I wonder if the combo in 2022 of Jackson Dart and Zach Evans could be more talented than the combo of Matt Corral and Jerry on Ely. I don't know if it's going to be more productive because Matt Corral is a senior. And I know this is maybe blasphemous because Matt Corral is a legend uh, at Ole Miss, but which is when you look at it, it, it I, I don't think it's that outrageous to say. I, I don't either. You know, we had Chris Hummer from 247 Sports uh, on our podcast, and he said that Zach Evans is one of the greatest running backs he's ever seen. And he's been pretty close to the Zach Evans recruitment out of Texas. But I think what's interesting to me, Trey, is, is something you just pointed out, is that USC, Oklahoma, South Carolina, to some extent, Arkansas, those programs are using the portal as a bit of a stopgap. They're using the portal to kind of nail some needs. Ole Miss is just flat out recruiting from the portal. I mean, they abandoned some high school players, I know for a fact, because they expected to get some players from the portal. And for two years in a row, it's worked out. I'm interested if it doesn't work out, you're kind of left standing at the altar, so to speak. But they felt really good about a couple of players. And with you know, and without going into detail about specific high school players, I know for a fact they let some go because they wanted to get the portal and to get players for specific needs. So I think the interesting dynamic, LSU, for example, they use the portal this year because it's a first-year coach. It is a program to where it's going to be heavy in the high school game. And I think Brian Kelly used the portal just for a couple of needs. Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, they're not doing that. And I think for as long as Lane Kiffin will be at Ole Miss, they're going to recruit that way. And so far, it has really worked out for the Rebels. Isn't it funny what a great coach has has done to, to make Ole, Ole Miss a destination job? You know, it, it's sort of like Lane Kiffin unlocks all these things about Ole Miss that makes Ole Miss cool that Ole Miss has always had. The Grove, 
and the, the SEC West and the tradition, even the, even, even the uniforms look nice on TV. It, ju- it just feels like Lane Kiffin has just pulled it all together. And now you don't, when Hugh Freeze was doing it, you sort of roll your eyes when Ole Miss was a destination job. And now Lane Kiffin, and, and they're, of course, they're using NIL just like everybody else, but it feels like, yeah, like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't Jackson Dart want to go to Ole Miss? Looks like an awesome place to go. Looks like he's going to put up sick numbers. He's going to be the man. I, uh, the, I saw someone Jackson tweeted, Jackson Dart will be well-received at the Grove. I was like, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure he will be. Um, so it just it, it feels like a fun time at, at Ole Miss. And Brad, unless, unless people there are worried about backlash from the high school football coaches in the state of Mississippi, to your point, there really isn't much downside unless this, this thing falls off a cliff rather quickly and goes from 10 wins to six to seven. And then Ole Miss is no longer a destination place for transfers. And at the same time, Ole Miss has neglected recruiting. But I just have a, I just have a hard time seeing that happen, especially with two more guaranteed years of Jackson Dart. That's just me. Yeah, you, know, you made a good point about it being the destination for both players and coaches. If you look at, for example, let's use Jared Ivey, the four-star uh, Georgia Tech defensive lineman that's in the portal. He was in Oxford yesterday on official visit. was at the Ole Miss basketball game. And David Johnson of Inside the Rebels, so the, the, the place where I'm at, and reps247.com, put in a crystal ball for Jared Ivey to Ole Miss. So last night, which I personally think that Jared Ivey is going to enroll in classes on Monday and be another pickup for Lane Kiffin. But last night we saw a, a tweet come from both Jared Ivey and Lane Kiffin. It was Lane Kiffin, a 50-some-odd-year-old man, let's just break it down, with a hoodie, flashing some numbers with his hands, and he was sitting inside a Maserati with Jared Ivey. It got, I don't know how many retweets, but that was cool for people. That, and then people laugh at that and the kids enjoy it. Then right down the road in Baton Rouge, you have Brian Kelly doing an odd dance with a recruit and putting some fingers in the air and they laugh at him. So now I think LSU is going to be fine. They're going to recruit well. They're going to win a lot of games. And I'll be honest, I'm one of the people that thinks Brian Kelly is going to win big in Baton Rouge. But the difference in Brian Kelly and Lane Kiffin is Lane Kiffin, frankly, can get away with it. And he's not a punchline. Lane Kiffin gets away with the Maserati, with the Porsche picks, with the the, the Nike $2,000 Air Jordan shoes on, and the airplane pictures. That's a big key for Ole Miss. And I think that's why Ole Miss has done so well in the portal. He's cool, quote unquote, cool to the, to the, to the high school players, and they want to play for him. They want to play for him. They want to come. You know, Ole Miss has got a nice NFL pedigree. Uh, Dawson Knox, a tight end from, from Buffalo, has it, it, done well in the league. So I think that's something that a Michael Trigg Jr. looks at. I think Michael Trigg Sr. looked at this and that, that relationship with John David Baker, the Ole Miss coach, that's why Michael Trigg Jr. is going to be playing for Ole Miss. And I think Ole Miss has done a nice job with the DK, DK Metcalf relationship, the wide receiver, the Eli Manning quarterback relationship. And I think Ole Miss has done well navigating the waters of the NFL, saying not only do we have a great NIL package for you when you get to campus, we're going to get you the NFL, and we're going to get you in the league. And let me explain to you how. These are the players that are in the league now. Here is the path for you. And Lane Kiffin has been matched with that. Last question for you, Brad. Have, have you, in conversations with fans, noticed them recalibrating their idea of expectations from, okay, every three years when we get that upperclassman quarterback and the perfect meshing of talent every three to four years will we'll be competing for a division title or a New Year's Six Bowl game to the fact of with what you're doing, with what Ole Miss is doing in the portal and what they're bringing in, Ole Miss fans are like, let's run it back, man. 
Like, no need to take a step back. Let's let's just do it all over again. You know, Trey, Ole Miss fans are listening to this will understand when I say the mantra is we are Ole Miss. It's kind of the, the negative thing that Ole Miss fans say whenever the fumble goes the wrong way, whenever Arkansas and whatever year it was through the backwards pass and he kept Ole Miss out of the SEC championship game or, or maybe it was a missed field goal when Ole Miss lost the game. So Ole Miss would always say we are Ole Miss. In fact, there were a number of opportunities this year for that to happen. Tennessee rings a bell. Arkansas goes for two. Ole Miss won those games this year. And so that's kind of fading away. And Lane Kiffin, quite honestly, Trey, has completely changed what Ole Miss fans think about Ole Miss football. They completely turned it on its head. And and I think with Lane Kiffin coming, winning some of those games that Ole Miss historically loses has changed the mindset of a number of Ole Miss fans. And if you look at the schedule this year, we broke it down on reps247.com. That it is very winnable, specifically on the first half of the schedule. Ole Miss very easily could be 6-0 and going to the heat of its schedule. It's an opportunity that if Jackson Dart comes in, not taking anything away from Luke Altmyer, who very well could win this job. Luke Altmyer, let's be honest, came into the Sugar Bowl wearing a clipboard and a headset. And when Matt Corral goes down, he had to throw all that away and go in and face one of the best defenses in the country in Dave Aranda's Baylor defense. I think Ron Roberts is a, a rising star as a defensive coordinator at Baylor. So credit Luke Altmaier to coming into an impossible situation. So he very well could win this job. But Ole Miss, looking at that schedule, starting off 6-0, and so many uncertainties across the conference, especially in the West with Auburn. Uh, you've got Texas A&M. You've got Mississippi State, who knows what's going to happen there. So there's some opportunities for Ole Miss to win some games down the stretch. I don't think eight or nine wins is out of the realm of of uncertainty for this Ole Miss team, regardless of who the quarterback is. So, and it's all because Lane Kiffin has completely changed the mindset of Ole Miss football. Yeah, I, I don't know what Vegas will come out with as the as the win total, but with Lane Kiffin and with Jackson Dart and Zach Evans and the rest of these guys, I'm going to hit the over. Brad Logan, thanks for joining us, man. Always a pleasure, Trey. All right, thanks again to Brad for joining us. That was a fun conversation. You can follow him on Twitter at Brad Logan, C-O-T-E. My name is Trey Scott. Our producer is Lance Glenn. Have a great Monday. We will talk to you tomorrow, the 1st of February, for the next episode of the College Football Daily. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.